0: Please listen carefully. Welcome back to the Focus Target Podcast. You may not recognize me. I am indeed your captain, Captain Smiley, here with us today for the Focus Target Podcast with Shy and Van. Sorry, gentlemen, I'm clean shaven for the first time in what seems like a long time. I don't know if you guys have ever seen me clean shaven. Um, I, I don't know. I, I try not to be because I feel like my face looks like a I don't I don't want to talk about what it looks like. It's not pretty. If you're watching on the pod on the video, I'm sorry. Um but today is the first day of the playoffs for the Avalanche, so I figured I'd start a playoff beard. Uh it's something I used to do when uh, I was younger, um uh, back when the abs made the playoffs a lot back in like the aughts and the 90s. Um 90s I couldn't quite grow a beard cuz I was still in high school, but um uh, like in the aughts I definitely did every year. Um, And then the last couple of years, I've kind of, I've always had, I've just already had a beard. So I've kind of been out of the habit and maybe that's the problem. Right. So I'm going to do my part for the team this year. (laughs) I shaved today. We're going to see how it goes. So sorry. You
1: wouldn't be a good hockey fan. If you didn't have superstitions that you, uh, you live by.
0: I'm very, not very superstitious person in general, but you know, we'll talk about why this season maybe means a little bit more to me for a number of reasons uh, as the podcast goes (laughs) on. How many numbers? Uh, about about ten thousand reasons. Um, <laughs> so anyway, before we get to that, I'll, maybe you got uh, you had an inkling, but um, you know we're gonna do a, an NHL end of season report. Um, the regular season's over. Seattle and Vegas did not make the playoffs, uh, unfortunately. So spoiler. Um, oh, wait wait what? Gonna, oh no! Seattle guys, didn't I'm, make the playoffs. You guys, I haven't been following your teams, huh? You just checked out back in. Uh, they, in they
1: were so close. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, some of them were. <laughs> one was. And I one thought was. Vegas
2: was a shoe in, so I'm, I'm I'm sure we're there. That that can't be right. Your reporting is false.
0: Hmm. Yeah, so we'll talk about that. We'll talk about a little bit of playoff preview. See if these guys who don't have a horse in the race are going to be checked into the playoffs at all or not. But uh, we'll get to that later. First, we have a question of the day. Today's question of the day is: Um, you know, last week we talked about the Matrix Resurrections uh, and our thoughts about that. We kind of had. Uh, mixed opinions about it. Um, but uh, So let's say they decide to make a Matrix 5 or a, an additional Matrix movie of some sort. Um, if you were going to pay to go see a Matrix movie in the theater, what would it have to bring to you? what What would you want from it to feel like it was worth to go see? Because I feel like both of you were fairly disappointed with Matrix Resurrections and um, I feel like Van, you haven't really been like that big on the series in general, maybe since the first one. So I'm curious, like, what could you know if they came out with a preview today for Matrix Five? What what does it have to deliver to you to make you actually be like, oh, hey, wow, I'm interested in that. I want to go see it. I'm gonna start with Shy.
1: Um, I think the I'm trying to think a uh, two. I'm trying to think of a couple things. So one thing, no, no, uh, Keanu Reeves, no Carrie Fisher. Is that her name? Carrie Ann yeah, Moss. Carrie Moss. I couldn't. I can just forget. Carrie who it is Princess, Princess Leia. Leia. Right. I always she's get. Also, them, I always yeah. get them swapped. Um, she's also. A, Carrie she's Anne also Moss
0: passed away. So. Yeah. Yeah.
1: But no. Yeah. No. Uh, no. Neo and Trinity. Um. I would want a new story. We kind of talked about this last week. Mm-hmm. I would want. Um. And I guess. I don't know. I. I think. I feel like I'd want good fight choreography, since that in okay. my mind has been a key part of the series.
0: Um. And like, what do you have a preference on like kind of where the story would go? If it doesn't involve kind of the main cast, are you looking for like maybe prequel earlier stuff that maybe explains stuff or like just new kind of concurrent,
1: new, new concurrent or even pushing forward, maybe in a world where Neo and Trinity are like doing stuff, but you don't see them. Um, I don't like, honestly, most of the time I don't like prequel stuff. I mm-hmm. just, I feel like oftentimes it is a le- like, I just, I'm like, I want to know where the story is going. Like, I guess if the story had wrapped up well, maybe I'd be more interested in prequel stuff, but I feel like they didn't wrap it up. So, so would yeah. you, would
0: you be okay with like, mm-hmm. if, Ke- if like Keanu Reeves had like a, uh, a cameo, mm-hmm. if he like showed up like very briefly and like it made it, depend like, he's around doing he stuff flew across the sky. Yeah,
1: Carrie Ann Moss flies across the sky, and she's like holding, holding Neo, yeah. <laughs> like carrying and him like really, a purse or something. And all, all yeah. she says is "bye." She just goes
0: "bye." <laughs> 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 all right. What, oh, what, okay. what about? Oh, sorry. What about you, Van? What, uh, what would, what would get you to the theater? Is there anything that get you to the theaters for Matrix Five?
2: Yeah. Um. If you guys said, "Hey, Van, you need to watch this because we're doing a podcast on it," Right. that would get me into the theaters. <laughs> it <bullshit. laughs> so
0: okay fair enough is there anything outside of that there's outside of that there's not much
2: really um but if i were to go yeah definitely not the theaters like i'm I'm doing straight to dvd on this one um i think i would want oh god it seems so cheesy and so cliche but like to have a nice pretty bow after five episodes or five movies about where the hell we ended up with this battle that we started in in episode one with man versus machine. Whether it's they lived happily ever after in a perfect symbiote symbiosis, symbiotic relationship mm-hmm. um, or hey it turns out the machines are much smarter than humans and they won. We're all back in our pods and nobody can ever figure out what's going on again. I don't know. Just something wrapped up so to if, make so if it they gave clear you and concise. So
0: if they gave you like, if they came out and they said, you know, the the questions will be answered. The the battle yeah, will be settled. Yeah. The, the final you've all been
2: waiting for. Yeah, final the, the yep. saga.
0: That <laughs> might yeah. make you say, okay. Like, let's see how they decide to close sure. this, and maybe they close some loopholes, make some things make sense, retcon some stuff potentially. Yep. Right? Okay. Yeah. I'll bite. I'll bite. I'm, i'm not i'm with that um i i'm kind of it sounds like Shy's shy is not shy no, I, I think like assuming... we will
2: never make another one ever again <laughs> I, like
1: i think those are all red flags all those statements that that <laughs> means the opposite if they start saying something like that means they're wrapping nothing up and there's gonna be like a three-part final movie like i don't that's
2: true i think fans are the series i think maybe Ooh. it's an episode one of the final series <laughs>
0: <laughs> wrapping everything up We've got a whole kind of 18 film Marvel Cinematic Universe (laughs) finale planned and we'll get you to end game of Matrix, but there's a couple movies on the way. Uh, So, so to answer the question for myself, it wouldn't take much because I, I love the Matrix. I think all three of the original movies I've really come to enjoy a lot more even than I did originally. And I didn't have maybe some of the same qualms that you guys did with the fourth one. There were definitely some, pieces of it that i found objectionable but as a whole i enjoyed the movie and and, i mean i watched it twice i'd probably watch it again like probably i'll own it one day i'll probably pick it up on dvd at some point just to add to my collection um so pretty much i would see a matrix five regardless of what it was about although it's funny what what i would want would be more neo trinity and like main story and main cast if they said here's another tale from the matrix I would be less interested in that significantly, um, especially uh, if it was like part of that. Like I know you, shy, were a little more oh, intrigued. the freaking like Cyberpunk Kids! Yeah, with the crew. With um, what was her name? Um, she had a weird name. Bugs. Right. No I keep want to yeah. say rabbit I want to say rabbit because the bug's happy. <laughs> I think not Ray. rabbit. Bugs. That's, <laughs> that's a different treat.
2: Tr- what if tr- they brought back like Switch and Dozer and stuff,
0: like zombies? Like hard <laughs> no, mode, apparently you could bring that in time for any uh, reason. Well, yeah, I mean, Neo and Trinity came back. uh That'd be interesting. Like the original Matrix c- crew again to yeah. time travel. I don't know. I'd be that would be interesting to me, probably. Yeah, I would be alright with that. But um, what I really want, what I wanted from this one was, you know, there was a lot of theories going around, um, and they never really addressed right. Like, shy, we and Van, we had talked about this in the episode three podcast that we did. That like there's that weird stuff where like Neo is like using matrix powers in the real world. And that's never really explained. It's like, Oh, well you were able to take it from one world to another, but that doesn't make sense. Like taking it from one computer system to another makes sense. Taking it from a computer to the real world. Like I can't reach into my computer and pull out final fantasy XI powers. Like, like now I can provoke, you know, like that's, that's just not, that doesn't make any sense in the context of what they're saying is the real world. So there were a lot of theories going about that. I really found interesting was that like the real world was actually just another level of the matrix. Right. That like, what better way to safeguard your thing than like make people who think they've woken up. Actually, they're just waking up into like matrix initiation two instead of initiation three. And like, almost like, um, a uh, inception Inception. type of like levels of the matrix. Like how many times you have to wake up before you actually Mm -hmm. get to what's real. I thought they could have like looked into that, or at least if they'd have given us more, it's like, why can Neo do these things in the real world that he shouldn't be able to? Um, I thought there was some juice there and you could make a very interesting kind of, again, kind of like one of those like mind bending, like, whoa, like type of movies that they didn't go anywhere near. And so, like, if they did a fifth matrix, I think that would be cool. If, if like, if they kind of delved into like the meta matrix a little bit, but
1: so I think I, I, yeah. I, think. I think that's too much for a fifth movie. It probably is, is the more That's you talk about this, thing. the more the more I'm on board with an MCU, a Matrix Cinematic Universe. I think <laughs> that you could have. All right, I got to pitch this to you guys now. All right, we're talking about like maybe a five to six film series. You, you bring back Neo. You get a director. You get a well-respected director like a uh, Denise Villeneuve James or like, Cameron. um, I mean I don't know James Cameron. I mean I don't know like yeah, whatever. <laughs> don't whatever. Um, <laughs> whatever. So you get you get a you get a decent director to come in, and so Alright, so so. Neo is like he's he's you know who knows maybe he and Trinity are 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 heading out maybe there's tragedy maybe Trinity's somehow gone and Neo's maybe like a washed up <laughs> the washed up one or something right and um and there's like a young prospect you get a charismatic young actor you know uh you know get um what what is his name the kid who does everything nowadays um the Spider Man um oh oh, his name.
0: oh yeah um. um... I don't know. Don't
1: don't get him. That was he's, a joke. He's, he's but, dating but, Zendaya. I I know. Yeah. Like in IRL, yeah. are they really a couple? IRL. No, right. Right. Yeah. Um, I think so. um, Yeah, we're yeah, way off good. track. We're way off track. So right, so this on, young name, this young prospect this this prospective young man is is like talented in 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 Matrixology. Zendaya you know? Dater. Um, and so the movie like the first movie is all about basically Neo training him and also like us learning about this, like how like matrix they're discovering that the matrix is actually levels. And then you basically have a series of movies that basically deal with the fact that now these got like this human factions trying to like basically ascend through these levels of the matrix and find out what is, what is reality. And like, and just like being, I would be on board with that. I think that would give them like this, like it would give a cool sense of purpose to the series that even fighting the machines didn't quite feel like it had to a certain extent.
0: Um, and we really kind of get into some, some philosophy that, like, we've talked about, like, what is reality? Yeah. Like, at what level does it not matter whether it's real or not? Because, like, you know, like, how different will it be to be, if if you finally get through all the Matrixes and get to the real world, how different is it from the original Matrix you were in, right? Like, those are interesting questions that I think there's, be fun to discuss, but.
1: Yeah. Tom, Tom, Holland. Tom Holland. Tom Holland, of course. Keeps or Hiddleston but like that's that uh, other guy. That's
0: Loki. Yeah. Tom Tom is Loki, yes. Yeah. Uh, both good actors. Uh, oh, they if they made Tom Hiddleston in into the Matrix, like he I love that guy. He's he's hilarious. Um he'd
1: be a good like agent, I feel like. I feel like he'd make a great like kind of wisecracking agent. Um Yeah, I'm with that. All right. I think they need to
2: bring and, Obi-Wan in.
1: I mean, come on. You got to love Ian McGregor. Ian McGregor's just awesome. Yeah, with it. <laughs> No. When is that show coming out? Do you guys know? Is that like sometime May? in the next couple May. months? May. It's May. It's this, it's this month.
0: month. May something. I forget I the feel exact. There's way. definitely going to be a podcast about Obi Wan at some point. Absolutely. Well, we oh, could, man. we can maybe compile all the fake trailers and then the real I was trailer. Say, was <laughs> the yeah, they, got, like, how long ago was that into this
2: fake trailer?
0: <laughs> I was like,
1: did you guys see the trailer? Let's talk about it in our podcast.
0: He was like, oh yeah. And one
1: of I don't know who realized like that was just a fake trailer, but uh, May shows?
0: 27. I've gotten fooled by a couple of those in the past, like kind of recently. It's really, they really annoys me. Like mm-hmm. a lot of these freaking, you know, clickbait articles, like make it yeah. seem like it's a real thing. And then, and then the
2: bottom like, corner is like fan made in a watermark. And like, you can barely even tell.
0: Makes me very angry, but.
2: May 27th.
0: Anyway, May 27th. So end of the month. So, mm-hmm. all right. We got a podcast topic coming up. All right. Um, anything else on the matrix before we get to the NHL? I'm chomping at the bit to talk hockey.
2: Can we stop talking about the matrix?
0: Yes. Yes, we can right now. Okay. If you have except for one thing. If you are listeners, listener listen ease, um, have ideas about what you'd like to see in a matrix five or other matrix users. What do you think of Shy's Matrix MCU? That the other, the alternate MCU, the Matrix cinematic universe. I love it. I think that'd be awesome. I'd totally get into that. Um let us know what you think. We'll have our contact information after the show. All right. Let's get into the NHL. Um <laughs> We, let's should we do a quick season recap for each of our teams and then we can talk about the playoffs? I'm really dying to talk about the playoffs, but let's focus on the past first, right? Let's start. Yeah. Um, I, I'll start. Um, Mine will be quick because we'll talk about the as more, I'm sure, in, in the go forward. Uh, they did finish first in the Western Conference. <sighs> um, they did not win the President's Trophy, which was kind of by design. They rested a bunch of their players. They did not play... Inspired hockey. They were really kind of conserving energy down the stretch. They made it clear they weren't interested in the President's Cup race. And so they finished, I think, second in the league overall. Uh, they play Nashville in the first round, which uh, we could also talk about uh, a little bit later because I thought the way the season ended was really kind of hilarious um, with some really crazy stuff on the last couple of days. But um, overall, I was playing Nashville in the playoffs. So. Um, Their season, the regular season's done. The postseason's just beginning. And for the Avs, after getting knocked out in the second round for three years in a row, um, and the first round the year before that, everybody's basically said, like, the regular season doesn't really matter. Like, it's a team that's going to be judged on how they do in the playoffs. Can they get out of the second round? Can they challenge for a cup? So um, the real work starts now for the Avalanche. Let's go to Vegas. Uh, Van,
2: season review. Quick recap. Yeah. Oh, I mean... Are we are we are we going nuts on Vegas? Like, have we taking time to discuss all things Vegas? Or are we doing a quick recap and then circling back around? Like, what's the format going on here?
0: Let's, let's go. Let's go deep into it. Let's just let's give Vegas its time. Let's give Vegas the spotlight here. Whatever you want to talk about.
1: Yeah, you sure you don't want to go cracking first, and then we can then we can go to Vegas because Vegas is a lot meatier, I feel like. Yeah, like we all, all have. To, yeah. I don't know. I don't want to steal Van's thunder, but I feel like that's a better ending. We'll thunder's we'll already Part it. of the story.
0: We'll, we'll give Van a chance to organize his thoughts about the grand topic that uh, is Las Vegas. Or, I, I I, I, I've got questions for Van. I've got, I, questions, for van. Oh, all right. got <laughs> questions for that Van.
2: I've got questions for that Van. All right,
0: let's start with let's go to the Kraken then. Uh, give us all right. Some Kraken.
1: All right. I'll just give a quick update because there's not much to share. Like it was the Kraken's expansion season, and I have a lot to thank to Vegas for giving people way too high expectations for the Kraken which were not met. Um, for those who don't know, Vegas went to the Stanley Cup playoff. They actually went to the final, the Stanley Cup final, the f- their very first year as a team um, through some crazy negotiations and just uh, fortunate trades and dealing and whatever. And so it seems like the Kraken dealt with the after effects of that where basically during uh, the leading up to the expansion draft and leading up to um, the start of the season, basically RGM was able to make very little deals with people um, to get any really uh, good players. And so... Uh, we had a rough season. I think we ended below 500, um, though the last like third of the season was a lot better than how the season started out. So that gives some promise. And honestly, one of the best things about the season has been near the end. We actually got our uh, the number two draft pick that we drafted in this last year's draft. Matty Beniers from Michigan. He came up and start, he signed his entry level contract, and we burned his first year. And he looked really good. I think he. He, I forget how many games he played, but I think it was like nine points out of ten games or something. So basically, he's already like a point a game player, like in his first like ten games or so. Um, and whether or not that's you know, going to continue, I don't know. But he was looking really good, and so now it's just up to them as far as the off season, like what they're going to do, who they're going, who they're going to sign, who they're going to keep, if they're going to try to go out and get you know a couple other players to shore up the team roster. But
0: yeah, well, that's, finished, it. that's it. You finished third from last, so you've got yeah. the third best. Um odds for the you know the, the um the lottery yeah. which is nice so i mean and regardless like i think i think this year you can only drop you can't drop more than two spots so we'll mm. be drafting somewhere in the top five which is which is yeah. usually like you're usually gar- not guaranteed nothing's guaranteed in the draft right but like yeah. usually you can get a pretty solid player from there so um you know they'll have somebody young to add hopefully and i don't think
1: to- i think I think they were able to maintain a lot of their fans, too, which is cool. Like, when they won their last, like, their second-to-last game was at home, and they got a win. And apparently, like, the arena was just wild. Like, people just loved it. And I think people have, like, really stuck through them for the first season. So, hopefully, you know, they can perform a little bit better next year and right. kind of maintain those fans. But.
2: What do you think was the, um, like, the biggest part holding them back? Or was it literally everything, defense, offense, goaltending? I yeah management I don't, uh, decisions, which I don't even know how much input I, management managers actually have in a game.
1: Yeah, no, I mean, I think I don't, so I personally don't hold anything against the the, the leadership of the team but like Ron Francis, the GM, or Dave Haxwell, the coach. Um, I know that a lot of fans blame both of them. And maybe some of that's merited. I don't know. I know that Dave Axel maybe doesn't have the most impressive coaching record. So a lot of people are like already fans are calling for him to be let go. Um, and, and I don't know. I mean, I don't hold either of those. I think so I don't do Does every team do exit interviews with their players, like recorded exit interviews and post them online? I don't know if you guys follow this stuff. I all think the night, so. and maybe you guys don't follow, but like I've been Vegas following the Seattle. tomorrow. All right, because I've been following the Seattle Kraken channel, and they've been posting just, like, these, like, 8 to 10-minute, like, basically every almost every player and, like, the leadership get to basically just record a, a press a little press debrief at the end of the season talking about what they thought. You know, they ask questions.
0: Oh, right, right, right. And, right. Um,
1: yeah, so I was watching – I've been watching some of those, and I thought Grubauer's was interesting because they were asking him about, like, kind of how the season shifted. Like, they started off so bad and how, like, it started improving you know, near the end. And he made an interesting comment, and whether it's an excuse, I don't know. But he talked about the fact that, like, an expansion team coming into the COVID era – Like, he's, like, at the beginning of the season, we didn't want to do anything together because we just didn't know if we'd all get COVID, and we didn't know if it would shut the team down. So, like, we all, like, we were all new to playing together, and we also couldn't, Mm. like, do social activities that he's, like... When you join like no a team, team bonding a, events. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. He, that's the term he uses team bonding. He's like, normally you, when you join a team or when a team's starting out, you need that kind of stuff. So you get to know the other players. He's like, we just didn't, we didn't have any of those connections. So I think he, he was like, you know, as the season went on, we started forming those bonds just by playing to each other, playing with each other and practicing and stuff. And he was, so I think that's what he attributed to, to being better. So I don't know if that was a big component. Uh, we know that the goaltending was really shaky at the beginning, like Rubauer and the first half of the season looked horrible. And I think Drieger didn't look that much, that much better. Um, But yeah, I mean,
0: yeah. It's an interesting call out because it's one of the real key differences between Seattle and and Vegas as well, is that uh, it was a tragedy. But you remember there was that shooting in Vegas right at the beginning of the season, during the preseason, right, right, like down the street from where they they play. And like, I feel like the team and the team and the community all kind of rallied around that. Um, And like, I think they did, like, they also kind of had that, like they talked about how like the Vegas that year were like the misfits and like kind of, Oh, we're all the players that nobody, none of our teams wanted. Well, we're going to, you know, shove it in their faces kind of thing. like they kind they really did like bond in such a cohesive way. And that was such a big thing. Like they didn't have any real superstars on that team. Like Marsha's always probably their best player. And like Carlson had a great year, but like they really played as a team and like, they had a very team hockey mentality and like so much of it was their their chemistry was why they found that success the first year. So, I mean, I feel like Grubauer does have a fair point. Like I didn't really think about the COVID impact that yeah. that could happen on team. It's, that's a good point. Yeah. So, so
2: maybe this question is because I'm, I'm an absolute hockey rookie, but Grubauer from what I know is a good goalie. And yet if I'm reading these numbers correctly, he gave up, well, not him, but the Kraken gave up 285 goals against on their
1: standings. That sounds right. Yeah.
0: And that,
2: and that seems to be like third highest in the Western conference. Yeah. So my question is this, um, and I guess it's really towards smiley or or shy. You want to chime in how much impact on goals allow do the players have not just the goalie itself. And it seems like it would be, it would be substantial.
0: It's huge. Yeah, it absolutely is huge. And like the, but the problem I think in Seattle was like they didn't have a bad defense if you look at their defensive numbers they like they weren't great they weren't like elite but like like they finished most of their defensive metrics kind of middle of the pack like they weren't bought like their goaltending was near the bottom their defense was on like comparatively was better than that and like they have a lot of good defensive players like they 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 like that's what everyone said coming into the season was the defense was kind of the strength of their team. And they would be a team that maybe struggled to score, but had good defensive players and had what we thought were two decent goalies. And like, we thought their problem would be like, could they win? You know, when the games got really high scoring, would they be able to come up with the offense? But like that, they could, they could keep it like one to one, two to two, like they'd be in a lot of games. And it seemed like the goaltending didn't really do that. What shy, what do you think? I mean, you're a, you you were kind of grimacing, and you're closer well, to the team than I am. But yeah,
1: I think well, because the I think the perspective you brought was a lot of the word on like when after the expansion draft, that was basically the word, right? Was like they yeah. they drafted defensively. These guys are going to be a gritty defensive, like thrive in low scoring games. But I, I don't, and maybe you're right. I haven't, I I don't, I'm still not as familiar with with a lot of the stats in the game. Like I'm slowly learning this. Like I just learned kind of more what plus and minus meant the other day like i don't still fully understand that
0: but i think i have a better idea um and like just to clarify for our for our fans maybe listening plus minus is the number of when you're on the ice regardless of whether you're involved in the play if you're on the ice when a goal is scored it's a plus if you're on the ice when the goal is scored against you it's a minus so it's the net of that but it excludes any odd man situation so power play play, penalty kill anything like that that doesn't count for or against you so it's basically at five on five your goal plus minus while you're on the ice cool i finally
1: all right so i just realized that the other day i was listening to a podcast and they referenced Mm -hmm. i'm like i've been wondering what that is all along but uh no um I don't think their defense did as well as was expected. And as it looked on paper, I think the more you watch them play and the more I've like listened to like people, like some of the media uh, people who follow specifically the Kraken, like the different um, like podcasts and like experts in Seattle, they've been very disappointed with the defensive effort as well. So I, I think it's not in response to the van. It's definitely not just the goalie, but you'd be interesting hearing like a lot of games where they would talk specifically about, you know, like, you know, you know, Gruber gave up four goals this game but like two of those he was left out like he was facing a two or three man rush yeah, basically. Well some, yeah, and I like gotcha. at that point like he didn't really stand a lot of chance or it's just weird like hockey and i'm probably like every sport is all about it just feels like it's all about like momentum so you know they'll oh, even talk geez. about like a goalie making a clutch save and that like firing up the team you know and like um i don't know just a, another quick thing too and I'll, maybe this would be worth um talk i don't know one last thing. Sorry, this is taking why did Van you should have gone first. This took a lot longer. You guys shouldn't have asked me any questions. But um I I think it's worth talking to about a podcast like,
2: to talk about hockey.
1: <laughs> yeah, I, I think, think
2: we're okay, Shy.
1: Yeah, I think um something else somebody worth mentioning is so we, you know, we one of the our biggest players this that we took in the expansion draft was Mark Giordano. And he was our first captain. And yeah. then we traded him away at the tread trade deadline to the Maple Leafs. So we mm-hmm. I don't and I don't think we reassigned a captain. So we just haven't had a captain it's for the common. last few weeks. It's um, not so there's a lot of speculation about who the captain will be. And there's kind of, I think among some of the, um, among some of the local media, there's kind of a favorite and I don't know what, especially smile. I'd be interested in your, your take on this, but Yanni Gord is kind of the name that I keep hearing people talk about. And I don't know, like, yeah, I keep like, he actually, they gave away their Kraken awards at the last home game, like two games ago. And he actually got the fan favorite award. Um, oh. And I don't know, like, I think that'd be cool. I, it's He's, like, one of – if there's, like, three or four players that, like, I've been kind of, like, trying to, like, narrow down my list of, like, the first jersey I want to buy, um, mm-hmm. he's definitely one of them. Like, he's someone who always feels like he's, like, giving 110%. He's, like, just, like – it just seems like he's been a really fit for the team and the city as far as, like, wanting to, like, plug into this new
0: team and, like, make a difference. And um, Well, I mean, he came from Tampa Bay, won a cup with them. I mean, he's got, yeah. you know, Stanley Cup caliber experience. He's been, like – there's something to be said for bringing a guy who ha- who's been part of a winning culture mm-hmm. who's not I mean like a good example maybe we'll get to here in a minute is uh Jack Hughes, right, who um is that, is that who I'm talking about Jack Eichel? Jack Eichel. I got Jack Hughes. Sorry, sorry Jack Hughes. Is it That's Jack. Um yeah,
1: it's Jack. It's Jack Eichel. All right, Now it's here Eichel. Right.
0: Sorry, Eichel like great player right but like he spent his whole career in buffalo buffalo hasn't had a winning season since Mm -hmm. he's been there like there's a difference between a player who's good and a guy who's come from a from a a locker room that's had success and i mean Mm -hmm. the tampa bay probably one of the most well-respected like clubs here over the last you know handful of years they've been great every year even the years they didn't win the cup they were you know a a contender to win it so um i i mean i think that i said see i thought that they were to go with uh with the new kid Matt. Beniers, Beniers, because you know, I I think that's kind of a, it's kind of a popular move these days really? to put to put the C on the young that you know is this and maybe I don't know if they think of him this way, but is this guy hope going to be your superstar? Are you think? Oh yeah, he's I think that is the friend Yeah, they did that in Colorado with Landeskog, who was the youngest captain. When he was appointed, they did that with Sidney Crosby before that, who was at the time the youngest captain. Hmm. And they just did that in Minnesota with uh, Kirill Kaprizov, who's their young second-year stud player who is just like really great. And they, they gave him the captain and said, you know, you're, you know, you're the future. We think you're the future, and you're going to be the one to lead this team. So that's who I thought they, that you were going to say. But were I think those Yanni people, Ford makes sense.
1: were any of those people in their rookie season though, because I mean that will be it'll, it'll uh, be his rookie season next season
0: not Kaprizov. It was his second right. year, I think. Um, but Landeskog and, um, uh, and, and Sidney Crosby both were, All and right. like, they were both again, like they were very high draft picks. This is, was at a time when mm. both clubs were in a similar position to the Kraken, right. When they were kind of at their low point, um, starting to ramp up where they didn't maybe have, you know, it's kind of more of a look to the future. It's like, we know you're probably not ready even to be the captain, but like, we're not ready to win a Stanley cup yet. Right, like, and maybe in a couple of years when we're in a better place, you'll be grow into it. it. It's worked; it's worked from a lot of people I've seen. But again, I don't think Yanni Gord would be a bad call either.
1: Enough about the Kraken.
0: All right, let's talk about oh, Vegas. All right, so this
2: is gonna be a therapy session mm. for me. Yeah, yeah, that's what we're man, here because... for, buddy. Let's hear it. Because <laughs> this is this this was painful. This was a painful mm. season. Like to to have a team with so much potential that. Anybody who was a betting man at the beginning of the season said, look, this team's going to the playoffs. Undoubtedly, no matter
0: what. I think we most, to get almost everybody had Avalanche Vegas as a rematch in the third round this year. Right. Like coming into the season, that was like, uh, you'd have to really look to find somebody who said otherwise.
2: Yeah, right. So <clears throat> starting off was actually pretty damn strong. We led the, uh, the, the Pacific Division for um, a few months. And um, then we started getting martin injury which is typical for most teams but this was an atypical type of injury lineup for the golden knights and that's probably what you're going to hear mostly talked about when people talk about the recap of this year of the golden knights was just that it was absolutely a martin injury and again i know every team goes through injuries i've been a sports fan forever injuries happen in baseball and football and all those things this was an exception it was absolutely outrageous what i I've seen. They were saying that the, it was, I think somebody estimated 508 man games lost to injury. So 508 man games lost to injury, which is absolutely bizarre. So they did have their struggles, right? They were never strong on power plays. They were last in power plays for, I can't remember how many months. And then um, they struggled with salary caps, which kept them from putting up their best people on the league at all times, but the injuries in that way kind of helped them because then they could put them on LTIR, which you're not hit against your, your injury cap. And whether it was uh, right or wrong or hokey or whatnot, I know putting Mark stone on long-term um, injury reserve towards the end of the season, when we were going to activate Jack Eichel was kind of poo-pooed by the hockey uh, fans saying that it was just intentionally to get under cap so that we could start playing Eichel. Can I say um, something about that really
1: quickly about the Mark Stone yeah, issue? Because what I've heard, and I I haven't watched a lot of EJK games, but what I've heard from other podcasters is that because then they have to reactivate him near the end because they they were yes. worried they weren't going to make. And I've heard people say that they could that it was obvious he was not playing well, and that yeah. like so I think he that wasn't. probably dispelled a lot of the rumors about the he, LTIR like thing that like it wasn't just hokey. It was I think legitimate. he went eight um, back
2: without scoring a single goal, and yeah. and I mean that's that's not Mark Stone yeah. at all. So he still wasn't coming back strong. And that, that's a good point that he, that he genuinely was injured. I mean, who's going to put their captain out on LTIR when you're in the home stretch trying to make the playoffs at this point? Like, you just don't do that intentionally. Like, yes, you're, you're activating Eichel, but he hasn't been on the team ever. Right. He was signed back in, geez, what was it? December. Well, and, so that,
0: that's kind of where I'll, I will push back a little bit, like not to say that stone wasn't really injured. Cause like, I think like to your point, the evidence there's evidence for that. But like, I think the reason that people kind of made a bigger deal about it is when they signed, signed Jack Eichel, they like the math didn't work. Right. Like they, they were basically buying something they knew they couldn't afford. And so like when you do something like that, I think it opens up the, the door to say, well, like, how are they going to do this? Oh, how convenient this person happens to be injured. Like if he gets better soon enough is, is he still going to be here? Like, you know, you kind—they of, kind of invited those kind of questions and comments based yeah. on their actions, Um, in my in my opinion. Like, yeah, yeah, and whether or not some a guy was really hurt. Like, I think their cap, like, and like I, I want to go on the record here because I feel like a lot of people demonize the Golden Knights for kind of playing cap games. A lot of people demonized the Lightning last year right. for what they did, and I. Understand that, but like this is an NHL issue, right? This is a loophole. Everybody knows about it. Lightning clearly exploited it last year. So, like, if if you don't like it, if you don't think it's right, the NHL should change it. It's very easy to close this loophole. I can think of five different ways to do it off the top of my head, right? Like, if it's in the rules, the teams play by the rules. You can't get mad at a team for. Doing what the rules allow them to do, like that's a problem with the NHL. Yeah. Not, it's not the the Golden Knights' fault for trying to yeah. do, you know, do the best and they the could. Winding, they literally had.
2: were over capped oh until God. the first game of the playoffs and it, then where the, 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 the seller cap doesn't apply. And then all right. of a sudden everybody's back. And
0: and, 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 right. and Kucherov didn't just, he wasn't, it wasn't a Mark stone situation, right? He didn't come back and like limp through his first couple games. He came back and lit it up. He scored like, he had like four points in the first game of the playoffs and like tore yeah. it up the whole rest of the way. It was like one of the leading scores I think he won the freaking con Smythe that year. Like it's, <laughs> Yeah, like, but again, so, it's, not, it's not the Lightning's yeah, fault. Hold on, like, let, me, yeah, th-
2: let me finish the recap. Yeah, <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> right. sorry. all right. So anyway, so, so there are Martin injury. We had um, late season injuries as well with our number one goalie and then our number two goalie. We had to throw in, and I do want to talk about Logan Thompson. We had to bring in Logan Thompson, who was the American goalie of the year last year, into to play in professional hockey down the stretch. Um, and, and again, if we have time, I'll get into him. Um, but ultimately, you know, all of that, wasn't enough to keep the Golden Knights in contention. Um, and and they, they ultimately fell out, uh, I think it was with three games left in the season. They were outmatched. They, they weren't going to catch the Kings, which was the, the third spot for the Pacific Division. So they were relying on the Stars to lose. The Stars ended up just doing good stuff, and, and, and uh, they just got too far away. So the Golden Knights missed out by, I think it was four points by the end of the uh, season. To making it to the yeah. playoffs,
0: so well, I mean, it's always hard to say because a lot once you're eliminated, like, you know, right, the last. So, the but last if you think about it,
2: like four po- I think it's five points actually, five points. Like, what is that? Two wins and a and an overtime, two and a half games,
0: yep, two and a half. I mean, half. it's
2: that's nothing in eighty-two Correct. games. Yep. So, yeah. but yeah, so um, where do you want to, where do you want to take it? I mean, do you want to? talk about sound
0: like injuries. Sounds like Shy's got something cap. Yeah, I no, wanted yeah. to dip in on the injury stuff real fast because I pulled up some numbers.
1: Uh, let's touch on the salary cap really quickly because I don't know. I know we just talked a little bit about it. Maybe we could just tie a bow on that once we get all our sure, thoughts let's out. Do that. Yeah. I, I just wanted to. I don't. I agree with Smiley, obviously. Like, if you're, play, if you're playing a, a competitive game with, you know, millions, if not billions of dollars on the line, like these owners are, you know, you know wealthy and there's betting and all this stuff, like, and you're going to take every advantage you can. So you can't really hold it against the coaches, you can't hold it against the team. Um, but apparently, either was either I think it was the owners. Was it the it was either the owners or the GMs met like a few months ago to talk about the salary cap issue, and apparently they tabled it, like they didn't they didn't make a decision. So like obviously like at that level, either it's not a big enough concern or there were other who knows like maybe there's other considerations. Well, we tried to off the, the Don off to, uh, the right
2: to get closer within cap. And how well did that work? (laughs) (laughs) We had a no trade to Anaheim clause and somehow they missed it. The lawyers missed it when they were talking about the trade.
0: So the reason I think that they probably aren't going to change this rule is because it is hard to take advantage of, and there are inherent risks. And you see that Vegas is kind of proof for them on the other side to say, Hey, if you want to try to play salary cap games OK, do so at your own risk, because if then you need people down the stretch and you run into salary cap issues and you don't you can't feel the full team or you can't activate a guy off of injury yeah. because, you know, and, and put him yeah. in your lineup, you pay the price. And so, like, I think that's probably why that they're they tabled it because they're like, you know, like what happened with the lightning is uh, like, was it an exploit? Probably. Yes. But like it was kind of a perfect storm type of thing. And it wasn't like they just like deactivated Kucherov right before the trade deadline. So they could pick up somebody else. Like his surgery was from the off season. Like he was out the entire year. So it wasn't like they just like tried to pull a fast one at the last minute. Like it just kind of was like, my my guess is when they talked about it, they said, you know, this, this was an aberration. Like most teams could not manufacture this. And if they try to, you could, you know, you you look at this the golden knights this year as a warning to teams that want to take that, that kind of risk. So
2: yeah. And somebody and, and I read an interesting article. Um, and they were they were basically making that exact point saying, Hey, look, the Golden Knights knew what they have. <clears throat> they tried to gamble by by putting these, by by going over the cap and putting people on LTIR. And yes, they had most of them were significant injuries, but this was like the way they wanted to play this year, and it just didn't pay out for them. And okay. I'm like, yeah, you can't you can't argue that they, they knew what they were getting into, like 100 percent knew what they were getting into. And um, I, I just didn't think that. That they knew how substantial the injuries were going to be, who they were going to be and how long they were going to be and that part just bit him in the ass. I mean, when you have Mark Stone out for so long, I mean, the names of people who were out long term, Mark Stone, Alec Martinez, Max Pacioretty, the number one scorer from last year, Riley Smith, Robin Leonard, your number one goaltender uh it goes out out on on february he's not the same he tries to come back in april he can't do crap so they 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 pull him he goes his, then it's a season ending injury um they bring a Brassois. he goes out on a season ending uh injury and you have to rely on logan thompson the uh, from from uh you know the american league hockey hockey league so
0: did you have that figure for how many man games lost for the 500 oh 508 508, so 508. So to put it in perspective estimating. I was able to look at uh, mangameslost.com, um, which has that NHL injury data. And just to kind of give a range to put into spe- perspective where that is, um, the most the team that had the most this year was Montreal with 731.
1: Good but, Lord.
0: but second place was Arizona with 627, which is a lot closer. So definitely. Yeah, how the did they do? <laughs> like you're looking at the two. The, yes. you're looking at the one, last two, two three. Teams. Yeah, yeah, right. one, two, and yeah, one. The two teams that finished below the Kraken. Below right, the Kraken, both, yeah. <laughs> um, On the other side of it, the teams that lost the fewest. Calgary's only lost ninety-two man games all year, yeah. and Minnesota one seventy-five. Yeah. So definitely yep. on the front, and you know that's also and, can be listed, misleading because that's just man games. It Doesn't right. tell you whether it's a fourth liner or a first liner. To yeah. your point, the list of names like those are all of your great players and like you still have players, but like I saw it with the Abysses here. Like we kind of were pretty banged up from time to time. Not significantly, but like when you lose guys like cog and McKinnon and McCarr and Taves, like our our record with Devon Taves not in the lineup is like it's bad. It's like five and nine. And when they're when he's in the lineup it's like fifty and nine. It's insane. Mm -hmm. Like sometimes one guy can really make a difference, especially if they're an impact player like that. And and of course, in hockey, if you lose your starting goaltender, all bets are kinda off. Like mm. that could be the only injury you have and it can derail your season. Um,
1: sure. can we can we shift the conversation just to talk about yeah. Robin Leonard briefly? I don't know if have you guys yeah. followed some of the the, the dialogue about Like, the end of the season between him and Pete DeBoer and the fact that, like... there's been a lot of
0: weird stuff there.
1: And it's weird, like, because I don't... At a certain level, I feel like the media is just looking for something to blow out of proportion, potentially. (laughs) Like, and try to make a scandal out of. (laughs) Um, (laughs) I I don't know. But, I I don't know. Like, because I've heard two different takes of it. Like, I think the the popular take right now on social media and, and, like, just in general is the fact that, you know, Robin Leonard was injured. Um, he had told he the, apparently the team doctor had said he she needs to have a surgery. He's like I'm gonna want to have surgery. I'm out for the season. And then due to salary cap concerns, Pete DeBoer said no. We need you to back up this spe- yep. as a backup goalie the specific game. And he didn't have to play, but by putting him in that spot, if you know if Logan Thompson had been injured or whatever, then Robin Leonard would have had to come in and play injured. Like that's that's I think the common the the popular. And narrative it's bizarre
2: because like and, Pete DeBoer. Sorry, go ahead. Yeah, keep going.
1: Yeah. No, and I just want to... So just really quickly, the other side is that I've also heard someone say, and I don't think not to belittle anyone or anything, but the fact that like you know, Robin Leonard has been injured for some time. Like, it's not like he was freshly injured and Pete DeBoer is like, Oh, despite this brand new injury that you're dealing with, you have to back up. Like Robin Leonard has been playing injured. So it, so, you know, you could, it could have been potentially like, we, you know, could you play one more game? I don't know that Robin Leonard has really come out and maybe that's where I'm, maybe a little more ignorant. I don't know if he's really spoken to this as far as what happened, but, um, I don't know. I just, if it's the first one that does seem, I mean, it seems pretty, pretty crappy. Um,
2: I, I think it probably is the first one because even even Pete DeBoer retracted his statement and 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 I can't remember his exact words, but he's like, oh well, when I said Robin Leonard was healthy, I yeah. that was really the wrong term to use. Like I should have. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. and I'm like, okay, <laughs> that's,
0: okay. That's well. What I was gonna say is that like he was on record saying no, he's he's healthy, he's ready right. to go, but it right. was like we kind of find out that no, he wasn't, and he said he wasn't. Right. But was, so I've got a question for Van. Do you think Pete DeBoer comes? Do you think Pete DeBoer will come back next year as the head coach? And do you think he should? I think, well, he's under contract to come back.
2: Um, for, <laughs> okay. for what it's worth. What it's worth. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah, I think I like Pete DeBoer. I actually do okay. like him. I, right. I'm The Robin Leonard thing was kind of weird, but I do like how... I mean, it's hard, it's hard to judge just based off of how he managed the team during injury and all that stuff. And I know we keep coming yeah. back to injuries and I do want to, man, we're oh, running out of time quick, which is yeah, crazy.
0: I know, but I do I want to say one of the no.
2: shiny, and I, so I'll wrap this up quickly then. Yes. I, I think he should come back. Yes. I want to give him a healthy team to come back and do again. Cause we've seen what he's done with, with a good team. And the team that he has right now is stronger than it was last year when they went to the playoffs and I think they could have done so much better. And I think next year's team is going to be just as strong as this year's team. Um, they got to figure out who the, how they're going to get under cap though. But yeah,
0: they're already um, over cap, I think like yeah, going about like the ten million team. or
2: something. Yeah, That's yeah. Like crazy. Uh, right. Well, get 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 rid of yeah. Besswaw and have Logan Thompson be your backup. Well, I don't even think Besswaw's in for that much, anyways. But anyway, I don't yeah. think that would do it. But um, so the good, so the shining star out of all these injuries is that people had to step up. And you saw some awesome plays from from Waugh to Marchesaw to Stevenson. Like you had all of these people who people knew were good, like really shine while everybody else is under injury. And, and it, it just gives you more hope on the second line and third line and going down, down, the down the, the, the road that you got strong people in this team, not just Mark Stone, not just Max Pet- Petrietti, not just Petriangelo and all them, but you have other people who can help you carry this team into victory who are really shining stars. And I think it sets them up for more success next year. um, Which I thought was really cool that, that they were able to highlight with all the, the big juggernauts out of the, out of their, you know, being in their shadows. Um, The last thing I want to say is kudos to Logan Thompson for stepping up. He looks like an, like just a solid NHL goalie. And that's good for him to come in and be thrown in the mix. I think he played 16 games or something like that. And, and um, yeah, he, he was shaky at times, but Ultimately, um, you know, carrying the weight of playoff pressure and everything on your rookie year, your sixteenth game and whatnot. He just he did an outstanding job for for the Golden Knights and I just want to give him Kudos, man. So that's it. That's that's it for the Golden Knights. We're gonna come back next year. We're gonna be stronger. I think Pete board deserves an extra chance and we just need to stay healthy.
0: It's always hard to to ding a coach too much when they lose so many key parts. I mean, I think you know, Avs have gone through that a couple times, where it's like, can you really blame a coach when they're missing this guy, this guy, this guy, that guy? Like, that's not the team he was given. You know, no. you, sometimes, sometimes that's not their fault. On the other hand, I feel like Pete DeBoer, to me, is he's one of those coaches I feel like who's a lot better in the regular season, maybe than the postseason. Which it's not always the coach's fault for that, but like he was in he was in San Jose for a long time with a lot of those good teams that could, perennial contenders, perennial top of the league, couldn't get past the second or third round, you know, and it's hard to do. It's not always the coach's fault, but like, uh, I interested, I, I interested, I mean, you know, you follow that team a lot closer than I do. So I'll kind of t- take your word for it that, uh, you know, if you want to see him, see him back, that's a, it's an endorsement. I'll also say something shy brought up about how the Kraken didn't maybe get to, I know I call him the Kraken. It's just, uh, the way I've always said that word. I know officially they're the Kraken. So I'm not trying to demean anybody over there. Um, Uh, you know, we've had this conversation many times between the three of us, but anyway, um, something he brought up about how they didn't have an opportunity. To really gel and get cohesive potentially and, and and build that up i think there's some same could really be said for the golden knights i mean they brought 100%. in so many people people in people out and then with injuries like i remember that very famously there was an Avs team that was like full of hall of famers they brought in paul korea and taimu solani to play with forsberg and Sakik and Haduk. Hey and it was like this is an all-star team by itself like they could send their whole team to the all-star game and it would be complete and like they were all injured at different times of the year i think they played like five or six games the whole year as a f- like fully healthy group, and they got bumped in the playoffs in the second round. Like they never found that time to come yeah, well, together. You're
2: mixing lines, right? So people are playing with different people all the time. All the and time you can't get yeah. that gel, and that's yeah. exactly one of the yeah. one of the big big things that happened this year. One of as
0: I said, so much is about moment. Like hockey, unlike so many other sports, is so much about momentum and and chemistry and that kind of thing. Like really plays a bigger part yeah. than I think in like some other sports.
1: Yeah. yeah. Um. So that is also something that happened with the Kraken was Dave Haxel switched lines up like every night. That's actually, now that you mention it, that is one of the reasons the fans are really pissed off at him is like, <laughs> that was kind of frustrating. So hopefully next year we see more, more consistency there. But smile, I wanted to like, based on what Van was saying about like just seeing the depth of the golden Knights, I think that you could probably attest to that even with the avalanche. Cause I remember early on the avalanche had a couple people step up and I'm thinking specifically it was a Kadri Like, Didn't you guys had a couple players who just haven't? Was is that right? Wasn't Kadri having like an amazing year like the first half of the season? Yeah. Oh yeah. So you guys saw some of that, right? Yeah, Yeah. Like you guys saw some players really step up when you were dealing with injuries and.
0: Absolutely. Yeah. 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 I mean, it's a great way to see. You know, sometimes there's there's players who. Kind of get buried, especially when you have a very talented team like the Golden Knights and the Avalanche both do. When you've got guys on their top, like eating up mad minutes, because like you want your patch Readys and your March Stones right. playing the whole game. You got guys on the second and third line who just don't get as much playing time. And sometimes yeah. like just moving up in the lineup, playing with better wingers or centermen, having a little bit like being putting the more high pressure situations in the game and saying, Hey, usually I'm on the bench here in the last minute, but now they want me to go out and win it. And some guys like Kind of shine in that situation in a way that they don't play in third line minutes, and, and other guys don't. Other guys kind of shrink from it, so um, it is a kind of a cool way to see what you've got. Okay, I need to turn this conversation to the the actual playoffs. The thing that still matters this year in the in the All NBA. right, uh, um, all
2: right should, I, should we just go play some? Lost yeah, I'll, yeah,
0: I'll just, yeah, I'll just I'll just, I'll just uh, monologue for the next fifteen <laughs> minutes, no problem. Um, <laughs> so, my first question is: are, are both your guys' teams are out of the playoffs? Mm-hmm. Do you, how much of the of the postseason do you plan to watch how engaged do you plan to be cuz i know in the past for me with the avalanche and the avalanche as good as they are now I went through about a decade of missing the playoffs um i was always still very excited to watch the nhl playoffs because like there's always teams to root for because there's teams that you hate there's always teams to root against and like the quality of play is just so amazing oh, that like so i always awesome. just get into it no matter what but like i also get that when you're so invested in a team And especially in like Vegas case, when they fall short and like, you're like, our team should have been there. Like we were good enough to be part of this and we're not like, it can be hard to watch. And like, it can be very disappointing. Like for me, like when the AVs go out, whenever they go out, like usually I take a dip and it's hard for me to really like be as into it as I was before. So uh, I'll start with uh, whoever wants to start. I don't care. I can pick someone if you want, but like shy, how much, how much of the postseason are you planning to watch? And and if you are going to watch who, who are you kind of, focusing on if yeah. anybody. So
1: I think, um, you asked me this the other day and I think I gave you the answer you weren't expecting. Cause I was like, I'm not that excited, but I think it's funny because it- pretty much changed yesterday like I got home from work yesterday I'm like oh what's happening oh yeah the playoffs tonight. I was looking at the matchup and I'm like oh Tampa Bay and Toronto are playing in the first round like I knew that was happening but I I guess it hadn't really sunk in that some mat like a matchup like that was happening and then I, I mean did,
0: did you get to watch any of that game no
1: so let's let's get into that like because now my consideration is how am I going to watch the playoffs because okay. well, how I've been watching hockey all season has been ESPN plus because I have the package with Disney plus ESPN plus and Hulu and you can watch a lot of live games with ESPN ESPN Plus. Um, however, it appears that all of the playoff games are on cable, and so therefore are not being played on ESPN Plus. So I went to tune oh. in last night, and it's like, this is on ESPN2 or something. I'm like, well, now what? So I may have tried to tune in another way, um, but I don't know that that's how I want to tune into all of the games. So I need to, what I want to do tonight is I might try to see if any, like if there's any, like, stanley cup playoff like streaming packages i can packages. find like yeah. i'm hoping because i don't want to spend I a th- ton I of money like to watch the, the be, stanley cup like, playoffs
0: there has um, to be like out of market
2: yeah. games you can watch
1: or yeah
0: la- i mean yeah. all those games are nationally televised for the most part yeah, right. so, like it's not i i'd be shocked if there wasn't something yeah
1: so last year is when i burned through all those all those Trial membership, you guys remember? I did like YouTube TV <laughs> trial to watch like the Stanley Cup playoffs for like a week and a half, yes. and I went to like Fubo TV trial to, like to watch another week or whatever, and that's how I got my to see through the Stanley Cup series. But yeah, and as far as teams, I don't know. Um, I'm, you know, all right. So I am rooting for the Avs to a certain extent, Smiley, just because you're a fan, and oh, none of I'm our good. teams are in it right now, and I don't have a ri- you know, cracking have a rivalry with the Avs. so like not I'm not against them making it far. I do hope. I don't know. I don't know a lot about the Florida Panthers, but it just seems like they've been playing really good hockey for a number yeah. of years now and have not been able to produce. And just like for their fan base, like I think it'd be awesome to see them to go deep into the playoffs. Uh, their team. Um, I don't
0: think they've ever won the cup. They've been there. I don't know that they've ever won it.
1: So I, I think it'd be awesome to see out. a Florida avalanche like final. I think that'd be awesome. in the Stanley cup. Um, That's the one I'm hoping for. And then, uh, and then I don't know, I guess the third one, I don't know about specifically if I'm like hoping for them, but I, I don't know. Like Toronto just feels like they've really been crapped on recently. Like they've had some good teams and they just don't do anything in the playoffs. So I guess I am low key. And then Mark Giordano went to them and he seemed like a pretty cool dude. So um, <laughs>
0: listen to your friend, Billy Zane.
2: He's a cool dude. dude. <laughs> All right. So my answer is going right. to be a lot, shorter and a lot less right. interesting.
0: Just really quick to follow up on some of for posterity here. Um, Panthers have not won a cup. In fact, they have not won a playoff series. Since they lost in in the Stanley Cup Finals in 1996 to Colorado Avalanche for the oh, first time. Dang, shot. what a matchup oh, would that wow. be! So, yes, oh, and like, It would be a. Uh, I'm actually hoping for that as well. I'd like to see them. i, I think that'd be a fun final. Anyway, go ahead. Yeah.
2: So i'll I'll be albeit we're intra divisional. Um, I will as well be supporting our co host here in the wow. Avalanche, That's and sweet. um, but the Kings as well. Just Ooh, because I'm oh. an, I'm an LA native and uh, Again, the Kings have been a part of okay. my life for a while. So let me
0: ask you then: Did you get to see any of that Kings Edmonton game last night? Cause no, that's another one I want to bring up. No, and you guys I, I mean, out.
2: <laughs> yeah, it looks like it looked like it was a good game.
0: Fantastic score, game, and I think just Edmonton, like the expectations are so high. They've got Connor McDavid. Like every year, it's like this year is going to be different, and for them to come out and lose that game, like I watched the end of that, and I was just like. Shocked that they couldn't get it done. Um yeah. I think if the Kings upset Edmonton in that series, that would be, that would be.
2: So, full like, disclosure, I won't be going out of my way to catch any games. But when um, I hear that Avs are on or Kings are on, I'll probably tune into those games and watch. Them. Nice.
0: Yeah, you won't know what time. but you're played. right.
2: Playoff hockey is. It's, it's just, just a different no animal, game. dude. It is, and it is so. Everybody's on hundred and ten percent. I hate that term, but everybody's on hundred and ten percent the whole time. Like yeah. it never gets turned off. It's I wild. It. Yeah. It's,
0: it's well, they're really in it too. Last. They lost last night though. <laughs> yeah. That was a good game too. I, every time the wild <laughs> lose, um, it's a good brings, game. Brings, brings me joy as much as I actually want them to win the series though. I want the abs to play the wild. that round. Oh, and then
2: yeah. oh. do you though? I mean, I do.
0: Yeah, I absolutely do. That could I've, either be amazing
1: I've, or I've already already beat, you beat you guys it's last really year.
0: I've, I've always, I've, I've said from the beginning, I've quoted on this podcast, bring, bring it on, like, bring on the best teams. I, I'm not, I don't want the abs to shirk. I don't want them to dodge anybody. Like, let's do it. Let's do Let's win this, win this cup, like the right way and not it's say, Oh, well, you guys you, you guys didn't have to play such and such team. So you guys got like, no, like, give us the best teams and we'll, we'll be, I don't want the asterisk that like that the lightning had last year that like, Oh, Montreal you're wasn't actually Dodgers. for real. Right. No, I no, I wasn't messing <laughs> with the Dodgers. I said, well, cause like last year, the lightning had a, like the easiest path because of the weird divisions and the right. way it oh, went yeah, like, and like yeah. And like, I mean, look at Montreal yeah. was the worst team in the league last year. And yeah, granted we saw they had the injuries, but like they weren't really the second best team in the league. Right. Like, Vegas probably should have beat them. as probably could have beat them if they had gone. Like, if, if, yeah, like Montreal wouldn't even have been in the playoffs if they hadn't been in their own special Canadian division. So, um, I don't need an asterisk like that. Um, I shouldn't say that because, uh, I referenced this early in the show and I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna tease you guys and not take you all the way, as they say. <laughs> um, so I've got a little extra riding on this season. So, um, because I'm, because I'm a fool, um, I cool when when the avalanche were about 10 games out i did the math and i found that the the chances of them not winning the western conference were very very small like basically if they won like 25 percent of their games even if their opponents who were chasing them won like 75 percent of their games they would still make the number one slot like they basically had it in the bag and like somebody i somebody on one of the podcasts i listen to say i should place a bet on that and i was like I should place a bet on that. Like I am supremely confident that they are going to win the Western conference. Like I know they can do it. Um, and so I went out to, to a betting site and I took (laughs) $10,000 with my wife's approval for the record. And I placed it on the AVS being the Western conference winners. Um, which I was very confident in. And I sat on the edge of my seat for the next six games where they won five in a row and basically locked it up. And I was like, this is free money. This is amazing. This is the best bet I ever made. (coughs) Come to find out that the bet that I made, even though it doesn't say anything about the playoffs, it doesn't say anything about Western conference championship, but the bet, of Western Conference winners was not to win the Western Conference. Apparently, it was to win through the third round of the Western Conference Finals and win the Western Conference that way. um I think that's very misleading. I like I double checked and looked, and like there's nothing about like playoffs Playoff, or yeah. postseason. post-season yeah. It just says Western Conference winners, and to me, I feel like I've won that bet. Um, I may try to um, voice that opinion. But since the bet has not yet resolved, I feel like I'm trying to decide like Sarah kind of wants me to let it ride um, and see if the abs can just win the bet the, the way they see it and make it through the third round and make it to Stanley Cup finals. Um, And I'm not sure if I want to do that. Like $10,000 is a lot of freaking money. Like I would never ever have made that bet if I had thought it was through the playoffs. Like I just, like, that's insane. It's insane yeah. to put that kind of, I maybe yeah. would have put like a thousand dollars down and be like, oh my God, I can't believe I did that. But like, I only put 10,000 cause I was like, so like the numbers, the math was so strong. Like, and now I come to find out. And like, I, I guess it's my fault, like for not realizing that, like, how could the odds be so favorable? Like, you know, like,
2: right.
0: like, like I shouldn't have gotten this, these are going to be true. It's too good to be true. It It probably probably is. is. And it was. It absolutely was. So I'm kind of in a dilemma. I'm probably going to see how they play tonight and maybe in game two. Uh, Like, my goal is to make a decision before. Like, obviously, I'm not going to wait till they get eliminated and then try to fight it because I feel like that's kind of arguing in bad faith. But, like, as long as the bet's still active and they're still alive, I feel like I have legs to stand on that maybe I could go back and say, hey, like, even if you're not going to give me a win here, like, you should give me my freaking bet back because this is poorly labeled. But – Um, yeah, so I've, I'm watching with a lot of interest, a lot more than even I thought possible. Um, and it's sad because like, I'm just as happy, like if they can get to the Stanley cup, like that's a reward enough for me. I don't need a monetary incentive. Um, but yeah, fool of a fool of a smiley here. Um, learn. Making foolish decisions. Um. All right, well, so you guys didn't see the games last night. Um. I did want to bring up, if you have a chance, maybe l- watch the highlights of Tampa Bay-Toronto. It was a 5 nothing Toronto win, but there was a freaking brawl that broke out in the third period. It was no wild. Way. People Like, like it was hilarious. It, like, it's definitely worth – look up the highlights. It's worth watching because, like, they're all just, like, standing around holding each other, with, like, kind of, like – pushing like a little push and shove and then like it goes to commercial break and they come back and they're like well while we were gone things escalated and like a guy kind of came in and like everybody just starts tearing each other up like a one dude has a big old cut on his face and there's blood all over the ice like it was wild and i was like wow Which this is gonna- toronto and Tampa oh, that was Bay. the lightning oh gotcha lightning yeah. and maple leaves lightning oh, maple leaves yeah. like that's gonna be a hell of a series like i was well, I that thought- sucks
2: because it's game one of the series and like, so now you're gonna take this bad blood throughout the whole series. Oh, gonna, man.
0: Uh, everybody think, oh go ahead, shy.
1: I mean, it's not new bad blood, I don't think. I it's don't not. think those teams I don't okay yeah, fire don't. enough. nope,
0: you're right. and no. you know, this was kind of 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 all the first round matchups. I think this that game is the one that most people point as like like this is like a second round matchup. These are two really good teams. Yeah. This is where people kind of complain about the NHL's playoff format um because it puts two teams that are really that good. Head to head already. Like that like Toronto has the third best record in the NHL this year, I guess, is what I is what I saw. Um and they're playing the two time defending champion Lightning. Like that's rough. So a lot of craziness. Um I'm definitely looking forward to the rest of the playoffs. I'll be watching on the edge of my seat tonight for the Avalanche Nashville. I I'm really disappointed. Like you guys totally stole my thunder in this one because like I had so much to say about the Avalanche Nashville matchup. Um, I talked a bunch of shit on Twitter because there's a bunch of stuff going on that I felt strongly about, but we don't really have time to get into it we're 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 overtime already. um super briefly, if you can just rattle them off without um going into too much depth. who are your three stars? of the season for you as far as like your three who played the best for you this year who would you give your three So I mean Van you kinda already talked about giving some shout outs so like if you had to order it first star second star third star who do you got for for uh, Vegas go?
2: <clears throat> as awesome as okay so Logan Thompson gets the notable mention. Um okay. but I think it's gonna be Marchesall, Stevenson mm-hmm. and Wall.
0: Okay. One, two, and three in that order.
2: Yep. Uh love- no. Wah Stevenson March and Saul, So
0: the opposite. <laughs> yeah. <word>. yeah. <laughs> I, I love Saul. I think he's a great player. I, yeah. He's a guy who I would be happy if they if he ever came to Colorado.
1: Yeah, uh, Shy, what about you? Yeah, I think I'd have to go uh, Jared McCann, Yanni Gord, Johnny Gord, and then uh probably Matty Veneers.
0: Um, I and think that, there. I got to I, I
1: got thrown throw honorary one, just how well yeah. he's played coming straight from college in a limited time is you know.
0: uh for me number one's gotta be Kale McCarr. Um, he like, I hope he wins the, uh, the Norris trophy. He deserves it. Um, especially if he beats Yossi head to head in this series, like, come on. Um, number two, I gotta give it to Devon because Devon Taves, uh, he, like the ads are just a different team when he's out there and playing his game. Like he's unheralded. He doesn't get the attention McCar does, but he, he might be our best defenseman. Like McCar's is probably our better, a better player, but I think taves is a better defenseman um and then for three i I will shout out uh nazim kadri kadri missed the play missed the entire series against um the golden knights last year because he was suspended um i think that was a big difference maker and he's been on his best behavior this year like he's really like played within the rules he hasn't been as whiny um he Sorry about that um, and he's been he's been he's been great he's he, I guess he had like a wisdom tooth out the other day like so they're wondering if he's gonna be like ready to play like uh weird stuff but anyway that's my three stars uh, maybe I'll do like an out of focus pod with myself and put it on here uh, just to talk a bunch of smack about Nashville like um, I just I'm bubbling over but um we're out of time any final thoughts?
1: I think that in two weeks we should do a recap of the of where the of the abs have done. I don't think you need to do an out of focus yeah. pod. Yeah. I don't there you know go. Yeah. Let's do
0: that. Do that. Our as listeners a,
2: know what the, what to tune in for.
0: We yeah. do a, a quick recap um, because I don't want to just talk about hockey the whole time. Okay, uh, if you our listeners have anything to say about the NHL playoffs, about the matrix, or about the focus target podcast in general, we can be reached at the following places on Twitter at focus target, where I will not be talking shit about things. I do that on my own personal account um on youtube focus target podcast that's where all of our videos are past videos past episodes side projects are all out there um we are we live stream these shows on twitch twitch.tv forward slash focus target podcast and of course the best place to reach the focus target podcast is via email focus target podcast at gmail.com so thank you for being here thanks for talking some nhl with us on episode 113 of the focus target podcast i am your host captain smiley freshly shaven. This is Shy,
2: <laughs> and I'm Van. Cover us, Porkins. We're out.